What is up, y'all? This is Scarlett, a.k.a. Scardi B, a.k.a. your resident emo historian. And join me as I unpack the history of Fall Out Boy and hip-hop. Look, y'all, there is a lot to cover in this limited-run podcast. So strap on in, because sugar, we're going in. Guys, you already fucking know the vibes. Welcome back to Sugar We're Going In. And I am coming to you like live from my bed, okay? It's true. I've decided to take this journey with y'all fully horizontal this week. Everybody's like, oh my God, like, please do, please do video for the podcast. And it's like, you will never experience the wonder of podcasting in a big t-shirt, aka the biggest t-shirt you have and a nightmare before Christmas robe, okay? Like, this is the future my parents envisioned for me when they came to America. I am the dream. This is what's happening this week. And it's been a fucking week, okay? I mean, number one, thank you all for your patience. I needed the tiniest break because I was too busy selling out the Sugar We're Going In live podcast recording in Philly, you guys. If you were there last week at City Winery Philadelphia, we sold the motherfucker out. It is absolutely nuts to think about, but y'all were there. Y'all made my fucking dreams come true. It was so amazing to meet so many of you. And I think the funniest thing is always, you sound different, like in real life and then I get really nervous and anxious about that because I don't have enough to be nervous and anxious about no I'm kidding you know that I know that y'all don't mean it like that but it was funny I liked it so this is all to say that y'all will hear a new episode coming up soon a new live episode um, with my guest my featured guest Chris Payne the author of where are your boys tonight the oral history of emo's mainstream explosion 1999 through 2008 it is the most bomb book you guys um coming up soon I'll do like a review and I'll pull some quotes from it so that y'all can really see the in-depth nature that this book has I had such a fun time talking to Chris and it was so fun to have y'all in the crowd um y'all made me feel so much funnier than I really am and I really appreciate that and if I could just every Tuesday on a random Tuesday get a round of applause like that that'd be really great that'd be really great for me and after we spoke we played emo bingo you guys that was so fun like again y'all not only made me feel funny like y'all made me think I was Haley Williams up in the bitch like I I really went off I went so off that I bought a knee brace today because something about those boots that I was wearing my ankle my knee my neck my back my pussy and my crack like it I I'm too old for this shit but I I did it for y'all so like a week later I'm still recovering but it was so fucking worth it it was so fun I cannot wait to do that again and I'm thinking maybe like around like tour dust time like maybe a New York MSG day before day after type deal so we can all play bingo together um I'm feeling it Speaking of bingo, I feel like bingo is just going to take over my life, you guys. But speaking of bingo, this December 10th, Sunday, December 10th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am hosting F.O. Bingo. Actually, it's Fa Bingo, but there's been a discussion about how it should be pronounced. Anyway, it's music bingo and it's all Fall Out Boy. And I am raising funds for the Fall Out Boy Fund. So what a better time to just hang out, be together right around the holidays, raise some money for a good cause. And y'all have raised over $700. I mean, 
every cent counts and y'all have shown up in a big big way so if you're interested in playing fallout boy bingo with us um you can sign up in the show notes the link is in there look entry is zero dollars it has a suggested donation but even a dollar gets you in and makes such a big change so please don't feel shy if you cannot give a lot like every cent matters and it's about the intention about us spending time together and even if you can't do a dollar please message me and i will send you the link and we will play emo bingo we'll fall up with emo bingo it'll be so fantastic and all the money being raised is going straight to the Fall Out Boy Fund. Now, the Fall Out Boy, do- the Fall Out Boy Fund um, here is, um, it's it's about from its propeller page. Uh, since its inception, uh, the band has donated where they feel support is needed in the community. They partnered with Back to the Roots, an organization that brings gardening and food education to schools to help inspire kids and inspire the magic of growing within their own food, providing 2,000 elementary, no, I am illiterate, 20,000 elementary school kids into the Chicago area with an organic gardening kit and Back to the Roots curriculum to each student. And when the pandemic hit, they donated $100,000 to the Chicago Community COVID-19 Response Fund. And that was a partnership between the city of Chicago and the United Way of Metro Chicago. Funds went directly towards food banks, food for students who typically get like their meals because they're going to school and they can't get it at home and financial support for those out of work. And then just last year, um, uh, after the Highland Park shooting, they gave $100,000 to every town for gun safety and help, you know, to continue their efforts towards ending gun violence. I mean, um, this is a really great fund and I love how much they give back to their community and the creative ways that they collaborate with people to give back to their community. So if that interests you, um, the donations all go to the Fall Out Boy Fund. I will send it all there. Everybody will see receipts. Um, please sign up in my show notes. Again, entry is $0. There's a, there's a suggested donation, but again, a dollar gets you in. And it makes all the difference. So I hope to see you at Fall Out Boy Bingo this Sunday. And if you're listening in the future, I'm so, so, like, I'm so, so, so sorry that you missed it. It was so, so, so fun. And you were not, not, not there. All right. You already know. Okay. Come back to me. Yep. It's time to open your third eye. Get your imagination brain on. You know the imagination brain. The one you always wear. Sorry. What I mean is we're serving fantasy, we're serving imagination. We are still in 2007, right? Because that's how the podcast works. (laughs) We're going to go through years and eras and I'll break it down for y'all because that's what I fucking do. It's my special interest. I'm here to talk about Fall Out Boy and hip hop. Imagine that. But we're in 2007, I grab your chunky belts, fluff down, well, no fluffing, straighten those emo bangs, have them shits sizzling. Because again, we are in 2007, and this is where the worlds of hip-hop and punk continue to collide in insane ways. And yes, um, this specific episode, I mean, if you read the title or if you had an assisted text read it to you, I mean, you know what we're getting into. We are talking about the iconic, uh, like, hard C collaboration between Fall Out Boy and Timbaland on the track one and only. Let's take it back. Uh, I get over here for someone high that I really can't get with. I want a blocker on my mind, but I really can't. 
let me continue to break this down, right? If this is your first episode of listening to this podcast, hi, hello, go listen to the rest. But let's catch y'all up, right? It's 2007 and Fall Out Boy's relationship with hip hop is beyond reflecting of a like significant influence that this genre had um with just pop culture in general right y'all go from rock stars to basically pop stars and just by pop i mean popular music and hip-hop is absolutely taking over the scene and fallout boy is known for their work in rock duh but they've openly expressed their appreciation and inspiration drawn from hip-hop music hip-hop culture hip-hop acts um and what it does to their music and how they write and how they create they've cited acts like a tribe called quest and jay dilla like influences um they particularly like admire like sampling techniques and you'll definitely hear a lot more sampling in their later stuff like in american beauty american psycho and mania anyway So sampling techniques are, you know, they mean a lot to their music and it helps them really create and build off of what they already do really well. And I mean, this is head to head with what hip hop artists are doing. Right. So um, instead of focusing on like raps, like lyrical aspects, like Fall Out Boy was like more drawn to like the beats and production style of hip hop, like this big cinematic um tune and 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 build and and feeling um in their music and that was very evident they viewed sampling and what they can make with it and what they can make new with it um as like an art form and they used it a lot in their music and to make a really unique take on samples and other people's music okay one and only y'all remember when timbaland had patrick dropping fuck bombs in a song i would jarring and i've never been happier in my entire life like thank you for your service like what did we do to deserve this but this song makes me go fucking feral when i heard it when i got to hear it live um as part of like this medley that they would they were doing uh during the 2007 honda civic tour i remember gripping the chair in front of me like there was no there was just no way i my mother was two seconds away from throwing me over her shoulder and walking out of that place she was not having it and I was like you don't understand the moment happening in front of us right now hearing one and only live it it was perfect but it's 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 because not only it's Patrick dropping a bunch of f-bombs amazing but this production and they're singing about a lover who like makes them feel crazy and like she's toxic and a bad influence and they just can't get enough I think it's such a cool song and like we'll talk about Timbaland's shock value the album that it's off of in its entirety but even Timbaland was like yo this was written to feel like a movie and you definitely feel it in this song not only in the lyrics not only in the drama not only in the production um but also in the delivery which is the most important part the actual song itself um patrick is credited with the guitar but then uh we also have t mosley uh pete uh and hannon lane 
T. Mosley is Timbaland, by the way. That's his uh, government. Um, I just I just wanted to make sure and, and clarify that I know that that you know that is is Timothy is Timothy Mosley. That's T. Mosley. Uh, just for for clarity. Again, this collaboration was not new to Fall Out Boy, right? So Fall Out Boy has collaborated with so many notable figures in hip hop in general, like the remix of this and scene. It's an arms race, both the Kanye West remix and the Mega Mix. Um, they worked with Lil Wayne, Lupe Fiasco, Tyga, Paul Wall, Travi McCoy. And again, they, what they do so well is like showcase this blend of rock and hip hop styles in a very, very unique um, fashion. Um, additionally, their 2007 album, Infinity on High, showcased Thriller, which featured Jay-Z, um, and it furthered their connection with hip-hop. Um, and not to mention Jay-Z being on, a, on a, the intro song called Thriller, and then the song that goes into the next song, so the next song that plays after Thriller, is called Take Over the Breaks Over, after Jay-Z's Takeover. I think that's so fucking crazy. <laughs> And let's not remiss, let's talk about Patrick, the vocalist. He produced a track for Lupe Fiasco's Grammy-nominated album, The Cool, and just demonstrated a very direct involvement and understanding and execution of hip-hop production. Little Weapons is one of the coolest songs ever. Please go listen. I mean, that entire album. Oof, my God. And we're back. 2007 Follow Boys collaboration with Timbaland for the song One and Only um, comes off of his second album, Shock Value. Now, this album was like a significant moment that illustrated like genre bending capabilities on such a large pop culture scale that I don't think it, it, it had seen at the time. Obviously, we had collaborations and things that mix, but there was... Timbaland specifically had such and has such a unique take on sampling, on producing, on giving songs life that um, I just feel like hadn't been felt in that way or showcased and collected in that way before, right? So, I mean, this collaboration was a part of, again, Fall Out Boy's larger and broader engagement with like hip hop in general. We know this. Um, and it really was just like, indicating their interest and their intent with how they collaborate with hip-hop and hip-hop artists and their take on influences from hip-hop. Now, when you get these two genres blending rock and hip-hop, it was like very, very evident very quickly that um, these musical collaborations um, are something that you're going to listen to and be like, this was so far ahead of its time. And it would be, I mean, you'd be absolutely insane not to catch this earworm and really get into what they were putting down and what they were influenced by when recording this so shock value is uh timbaland's second studio solo album um and it was released april 3rd of 2007 um and it marked timbaland's first release on his own imprint so the interscope records distributed mostly music group so this was a big deal you know this was a very much uh, a debutant coming out um uh, on my own terms type of deal um and knowing and understanding how um, intentful and intentional Timbaland is with what he makes and what he puts out. Um, this album uh, was going to be a magnum opus, right? Something that is timeless and that people can look back to and reference time and time again. The man's prolific, okay? And I think because of this, he knew the 
the the immensity of having these artists on this album and showcasing this different type of genre bending. I mean, some of the people included Justin Timberlake, Carrie Hilson, Nelly Furtado. Um, is it Furtado? Nelly Furtado. Nelly Furtado. Nelly Furtado. It includes Nelly Furtado, Missy Elliott, 50 Cent, Dr. Dre, One Republic, Elton John, Magoo, Rest in Peace, you already know, and hip-hop's favorite band, Fall Out Boy. In terms of, like, critical reception, Shock Value received, like, mixed reviews from music critics. Um, on Media Critic, it, it, like, got a weighted score of, like, 54 out of 100, like, based on, like, what, 24 reviews, which is, like, the sample size and, like, the sample size from who. Um, it, it indicated whatever, like, mixed or average reviews, but despite this whatever quote-unquote mixed critical response, like, the album achieved, like, very big commercial success. I mean, there are some banger anger anger angers on this album you guys i mean let me read some of the singles give it to me which was with nelly um and justin timberlake the way i are um apologize with one republic uh scream i mean throw it on me i mean there is so much on this album that became huge commercial successes that really made whatever critics was saying just a big like wrong corny tomato 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 like it was banging on these streets okay it debuted at number five on the u.s billboard 200 and it sold um over a hundred thirty-eight thousand copies in its first week it charted very high positions in the uk as well and france and it was certified in canada um and three times platinum in australia shit was banging okay like there was something in the water and timbaland had it bottled up okay and by july 3rd 2008 shock value had sold over 2.2 million copies in the united states and 3.5 copies (laughs) and 3.5 million copies worldwide that is not something to blink at sneeze at scoff at those are numbers baby okay Regarding genre bending, like this is nothing new to Timbaland, okay? So, like, Timbaland is lauded and known for his innovative approach to music production, um, again, sampling, like how he listens to things, how he lays things out. Like, he's been credited with significantly influencing both hip hop and pop music, frequently experimenting with different sounds and styles. And that's what made Shock Value so delicious and just absolutely so needed and so perfect to come out at this time. The song itself, one and only, featuring Fall Out Boy, is the 15th track on the album. And there are 17 tracks in all, I believe. I mean, let's let's talk more about the song itself. So the song was written by T. Mosley, Ardu Timbaland, Patrick Stump, Pete Wentz, and Hannon Lane. With the production by Timbaland and Hannon Lane. Um... While I couldn't find like specific reception about that like song in general, like it's just worth noting that this collaboration was like a really big deal and just a very representative of again Fall Out Boy and Timbaland's willingness to cross like genre boundaries and collaborate um, with artists that like are outside their traditional, their norm, their comfort uh, because this is how we innovate and create new shit. What I love most about this collaboration is that it really showcases the ver- like the versatility of both Fall Out Boy and Timbaland. Like it just really feels like they were playing 
really nice back and forth and really gave each other room to be themselves and bring something special to the table. And you can really hear it in how direct and big this song is. Like there's nothing shy about one and only. The end of the song always stuck out to me. Um, It is based off of a scene in a movie called Sling Blade from 1996. It's a drama um, and it's written and directed by Billy Bob Thornton. It's based in Arkansas and there's this specific scene where a um, character named Doyle is like shouting. So like... And now listen to Timbaland's take on that. We don't got no fucking band. We ain't got no speakers, no fucking microphone set up. Timberland, you tuning son of a bitch. Get the fuck out of my house now. Before I get too mad and I can't turn back. Hey! Didn't I say get the fuck out? Get the, fuck out. <laughs> the laugh at the end always gets me. It's the best part, and I would do anything to hear this live with the both of them. It would be so special. I think Timbaland is out of his mind, unique, amazing, brilliant. And um, the way he let Patrick kind of play this other persona that I don't think he's very used to, I'm sure it was extremely exciting for him. All in all, shock value and one and only like just stands as a testament to Timbaland's influence, his versatility, um, his acceptance and um, the way he evolves what producing is. I mean, like despite receiving whatever mixed reception from like critics like this album's commercial success and like wide ass range of featured artists um, showcased across like so many fucking genres like really showcases Timbaland's ability to like blend different musical styles and like maintain relevancy in this ever like changing music industry I had the absolute pleasure of hearing Timbaland speak on a panel um literally the top of October of this year and what he said really struck with me was I continue to learn I'm always learning I love when I can learn from someone because it treats it it shows me how to be efficient it keeps me up to date it keeps me young it keeps me hip it keeps me growing and I think that's so beautiful like this is why Timbaland is an artist he he thinks about things differently and he wants to synthesize things differently to create things that are different that sound different that maintain the test of time again and again and again I mean I 
again huge Timbaland fan if you can't tell so one and only was such and continues to be such a big deal to me anytime I tweet about one and only everybody's like yo song like that's it like that, that like that's the song I listen to it daily um and it's just, again, such a fun track. The lyrics go crazy. Timbaland's part at the end. The way Patrick sounds, the way the like everybody sounds is just so, so incredible. 2007 is an incredible catalyst that we really get to see this in the mainstream, in the limelight as this continues to grow and evolve with them. But here's a clip of Fall Out Boy performing one and only live in 2007. Isn't that the most fucking amazing thing you've ever heard? Like, I really, I'm going to link this video in the show notes because I just love seeing people's faces. Even the person, like, putting the names under the songs was like, dance, dance, question mark. Like, so fucking confused at what was happening. But this song is such a gem and I would do anything, anything to have this back on the set list, please. Patrick, please, Pete, Pete, Patrick, just lean in right now, please. Um, Can you? Can you please put one and only on the back on the set list? And then when you put one and only back on the set list, can you also um, add Thriller? And then whenever I get to a show, y'all are going to be like, Scardi, come up here and do Jay-Z's part. And then I'll fall to my knees and cry. And then I'll be like, yes, it is my time. And then Patrick's going to knight me with the mic and I'm going to get up and... I'm going to do the entire uh, Jay-Z intro. And then after that, I evaporate. There's no leaving. Like they pull me through like peach trap door and then you never see me again. You don't need to see me ever again because that would that would be that would be the end like that. That's the equivalent of like taking a dog out on his like final day of life um, to eat like 30 cheeseburgers. That's my 30 cheeseburgers at the end of life is <laughs> doing the Jay-Z part to the thriller song live because I need people to see that and then obviously be the last time I was ever seen y'all we just went the fuck in I mean what else is new you know the fucking vibes um that was so fun I love revisiting this song and coming up next big old drum roll right here insert I have an interview with 
Hannon Lane, the producer and co-writer on One and Only, to talk to us about the experience. I mean, how crazy is that? Thank you so much to Hannon for coming on. Uh, we're going to hear all about um, how this song came together, um, ways that it could have gone, that it didn't, and everything in between. I'm so excited to get Hannon here um, to talk to us about that experience of writing One and Only with Timbaland, being on the track with Fall Out Boy, and how that all went down. Um, also coming up next is the Sugar We're Going In live episode with Chris Payne from the Emo Bingo Night. Um, it's going to be so fun. The conversation was awesome, awesome, and it was great to talk to Chris. I love the book so much. I've read it like three times over. If you haven't gotten your copy of Where Are Your Boys Tonight, please visit my show notes, grab a copy, support Chris. He is an excellent, excellent human, and I would love to see this book keep exploding. And because of that, I will also be doing an episode doing a review on the book and doing some quote polls on things that if you're listening to a podcast about following hip-hop that you'll probably like so lean in you know stay tuned for that and then coming up next like we are creeping into 2008 so y'all know the vibes we're talking cfob we're talking folio do we're talking the roots we're talking the quilt so many things happen in 2008 before the dark times so hang in tight I'm going to break it down for y'all as much as possible. Thank y'all so, so, so much for listening. For Sugar, we're going in. This has been Scardi B saying bye.